Welcome to Chasing Greatness. We are talking about solving problems this week, and I'm so glad that you locked in here with us for a Tuesday episode. Probably shouldn't date this, but it's it's Tuesday. I'm, I'm excited about our content today because we're talking about how to solve problems together as a team. Some of your leading teams, most of us are on some kind of team. And one of the really cool things of being a team is we get a chance to solve problems together. Uh, that, that, that's really, uh, that, that's why we need a team. We, we're able to do stuff together that we could never do individually. And I, and I love that. It's just such, such a cool thing to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You got some people with you that can actually help shoulder the load sometimes that we, it, and it's amazing what can really happen when teams work together, they're able to, to do some incredible stuff as we do that. Now, yesterday I gave you a little problem solving model. If uh, you have a you have a people issue going on with a teammate or somebody that's reporting to you, somebody in your organization you got a team issue that that's related to a person or a problem that or struggle that's related to a person, we gave you the ESRC method and talked about you know are the expectations clear? Does the person have the skills that they need to do what you've asked them to do? Do they have the resources to meet the expectations? And then do you have clear consequences? If you've not if you do have a, a people problem right now and you're not taking that problem solving model to heart and, and applied that, I encourage you to, to spend some time today and think through that little ESRC like we, we, we did yesterday. If you missed that episode, we explained it a little more. You can go back and check that out. But today, what do you do if you've got a problem that's not related to a person? These things pop up all the time. You might have a resource issue or you've got some kind of facilities problem. I mean, it, it, it can be anything. I mean, a system problem, anything can happen. Maybe a process that's missing. You got something that's more systemic uh, as you as you think about your business. Maybe there's a sales or a brand perception. I, I don't know. You get to choose like your problem, but if you can identify the problem, that's really the place to start. And I want to give you six things here today that I think will help us sort of put a bow on these, these problems, these challenges, because my dream for you is, uh, as you go into this next year, you've got a process in place to help you solve your problems over and over again. And, and I think every team, really, every time they meet, they should ask the question, what's our biggest problem? And if you can identify that problem, you've really got a chance to solve it. So let me give you this six-step method that we teach the teams. I think, I think it'll be helpful to you. I'm just going to buzz through it here. But there'll be some things that you can take and you can apply to any specific problem you have that's not related to people, I think you'll get better. So the first one is, I just said it a moment ago, but you identify the problem. Like, what is the problem? And if your team can agree on this is our problem, I, I think it's so powerful for, for a team to lock in on, like, here's what we're up against. This is our barrier. This is what's holding us back. This is our problem. So identify the problem. Write it up on a whiteboard. You might, if you have a chance to do that, write it on a whiteboard, flip chart, put it in the middle of the table what, on, on, a, on a card, identify the problem. What is the problem? All right, here's the second one. Review the data. What does the data say? What is what is the, What do the numbers say? I think the numbers so many times will tell us what to do. Oftentimes, the numbers will tell us what we're not doing. The numbers will tell us where our gaps are. The numbers will tell us where we need to build the bridge. Remember last week, what, what does the data say? And if we got real numbers, we have a way to measure the problem. It becomes so powerful at that point. So review the data. Here's number three, brainstorm potential causes. We talked a bit about this personally the other day. We, we, we asked the, you know, what's causing my problem. And then, then I asked the follow-up question, what's really causing my problem. And so many times my problems, I'm the one, I'm the one causing the problem. I'm the one who's the bottleneck of, you know, what, what needs to happen here. If I'm not careful, um, I might be the cause, but in a team setting, what's the cause? And it might be, 
maybe it's one of the teammates is not doing what they're supposed to do. Maybe, maybe we need to go back with yesterday's, you know, ESRC, those expectations and consequences and everything in between. Maybe somebody just doesn't have the skill though. And we're asking somebody to do something, play a position. They're not really, we got all these NFL teams right now, their quarterbacks are getting hurt and, you know, who's going to play the position and they're trying to, I think, the, I think I heard the other day, the 49ers are down to like their third string guy. A couple first two guys have been hurt this year. They get their third guy and they're, they're still trying to win a championship just like everybody else is. And so it, it's, it's putting a lot of stress on them. If you look at your team right now, can your team get you to where you want to go? And, and if you've got a, you know, a weak teammate, again, go back to yesterday's model and let's, let's work through that. But so many times when a team has a problem, it's not a person on the team. It's, it's just something that maybe it's even beyond your control, but it's there and, and or it is seemingly beyond your control. So many times it's not really beyond our control. It's just that we've not identified what we can control and, and worked on that. We've just complained about what we can't control. Now we're battling the problem. We're battling ourselves. We're battling each other. We lack alignment or, or unity. I, I guess we'd say it better that way. And, and the, the potential causes are, we've got to, we got to identify what those are, those roadblocks that get in our way. If we can remove that barrier, it's so, it's so powerful. How do we do that? We've got to brainstorm, secondly, some potential solutions. After we brainstorm the causes, we might be able to identify some things that we don't want to happen anymore, some things that need to happen, or some things that are, are holding us back. But, but then we've got to get to a point where we say, okay, what are some of the solutions? What are some things we can do to, to, um, to solve this problem? And I said at the individual level, let's let's see if we can brainstorm a list of ten things that we could do. I like that. What what are what are twenty five things your team could brainstorm? Have everything everybody around your table write write down five ten things and then read them out loud and see if you come up with a list of you may have thirty or forty possible solutions to one problem. And then and then what do you do? Fifth, you got to create an action plan. What are you going to do? And once you begin to try something on that list together, and maybe one person can do one thing and somebody else can do something else, or you've got two little groups here within a team that can one group can try one thing and one group can try something else and just see what begins to happen. It, it's, it's incredible when we start acting. You know, we have a bias for action. Stuff starts happening. It's incredible. When we sit around and complain and we, you know, we, just, you know, we're, we're, we don't like our problems, Honestly, for a team, a problem is a gift. It's an opportunity to make something better. And I think if we could just keep that perspective and lean in to what's hard, uh, it, it, sometimes it grows us, it makes us stronger, but it also gives us an opportunity to make things better, which is cool. So we got to create an action plan and, and do something. And then, and then the sixth one, this, this is, I mean, so many times we, we fail on this one is we, we don't monitor our progress. We, we see a little bit of initial early success, and then we just move over to another problem, and we stop paying attention, and we don't put a system in place to sustain the gains, or we don't have somebody on our team that monitors that and, and makes sure that we stay you know, making progress, make sure that this thing doesn't pop back up. It just becomes a firefighting contest at that point. We're, we're putting out fires if we don't put something in place to sustain the gains. So we've got to monitor progress and make sure that, that things are not just getting better, but they're staying better. That's really what we want. And here's, here's the reality. Your business, your team, your company can, can get better this next week, this next month, this next year, if you will just identify what your real problems are. If it's a people person or a people problem, again, go back to ESRC like we talked about. But if it's a, if it's a problem outside of that, use this six-step model. I told you about the company yesterday. They have a ESRC on the wall of, of uh, all their leaders. They, they have this little 
picture of that where if they have a, an employee issue, they review that before they go into those meetings. But in their break, or I mean, in their conference room is, is where it is. They've got this big table and plastered on the wall are these six ideas. And anytime they meet, they, they lay their problems on the table and they say, what's the problem? What's the data say? What are the possible causes? What are possible solutions? What's our action plan? And, and how are we going to monitor progress going forward, make sure that we sustain the gains? And it is incredible what's happening in this company. They just use that simple little model. They go through it week by week, and they just keep wrestling problems to the, to the ground. And if your team is solving problems, you're going to be in business a long time. You're going to be very successful as you do that. So maybe one of the things that's missing right now, maybe one of the things that would make you better at serving your customers, at creating value for those you lead, whatever, however you look at your business or whatever it is you're doing, would be to have this, this mindset of we are, if something is not right, we're going to make it better. I think the six-step model can help you do that. All right. Love you guys. I uh, hope you'll continue to, to, to work through this. I, I think this could be something that would tie back in to your, your plan as you think about creating the best year that you've ever created. We, we spent a, about a month on that last month. But th this, this problem-solving models yesterday and today and, and even at the end of last week, these models can be a, a piece, a system that you have in place to help you any, anytime something pops up and you need to – you need to build that bridge from here to there. I think that can be, uh, I think that can be really helpful. All right. Hope you guys will join us again tomorrow. Hope you'll share with somebody. Keep us uh, top of mind here. Help as we as we try to help you grow. You'll you'll be helping us grow if you'll share with somebody else. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Chasing Greatness. <laughs>